Blog Talk Radio.
great way to start this show. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And that was Keep Me Hanging On. And, uh, well, actually, Hanging On. And uh, that was done by our guest today. Um, he played on that and formed Vanilla Fudge. And we have Carmina Peace with us today. And uh, my co host, Spencer Drake, calling in from New York. And uh, we are ready to rock and roll. We're here to talk about. Carmine's amazing background and about his book, Stick It, My Life of Sex, Drums, and Rock and Roll. And also, there's just so many different things about Carmine that we're going to be talking about today because he's not only written this book, he's also um, done a lot. He, He was the first to legitimize rock drumming with his landmark book, The Realistic Rock Drum Method. And um, I, from what I've heard, does a lot of symposiums all over. And I would, we're really excited to have him here because he's played with so many legendary musicians. So we want to start this day out on a positive note. And uh, let me bring in everyone. Let me bring in Spencer and let me bring Carmine in. Hopefully, you both are there. Uh, Hi, man. How are you doing? Hey, Carmine. How's it going? you're here. Hey, did you love that song here. I opened up with? Oh, yeah, that, that started it off for me. I'd say seven and a half minutes to change my life. You know? Tell me, tell me, tell me about that song. Yeah. Well, I mean, that song was basically um, done by, um, it was done by, the idea of it was uh, a Long Island idea that we were doing at the time. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it was produ- what we call production numbers. And, you know, there were other bands doing it, but we happened to be the the band that was, uh, that really made it out of the uh, Long Island era doing that stuff because I think it was because we had more, better vocals and, and more musicianship than the other bands, you know. In the four of us, then what was happening in the, in Long Island in those days, and all it was all kind of started with the Rascals, you know. Uh-huh. And, and uh, because the Rascals had the organ, they had all that right. going for them, and uh, you know, this was just a, a a a period of time where Long Island musicians were doing this thing. Also, in that realm of music was Billy Joel. Uh, Leslie yep. West, you know, they were all in uh, mm-hmm. groups from that era, and it just really worked good for all of us, you know. How and, did you guys we meet? Were the first how, ones how, did, how did Vanilla Fudge meet? Uh... Well, basically, I was uh, I was the last one in, you know. Mm. Um, they had the group, this group called the Pigeons, going before me, and mm. with with that going, they, uh, you know, they like. Um, they had three out of four members, so, or they, but they were trying to do this new music, which was coming out of Long Island, as I was just explaining. And the drummer they had was not able to physically, you know, technically, as a drummer, do it, and as a singer, you know, because they were looking for a drummer that sang as well, and which yeah. I, you know, I've been singing since uh, I was a kid, doing two-wop stuff and all that. So, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so they were looking for yeah. you know, something like that, you know, and so I was the last one in, and I always, I always bust their balls and say, "See, I got in," and nine months later, we had the record on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. So now that's you on vocals on that song, correct? 
No, that's not. That's Mark Stein on vocal. He's an amazing singer. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'm doing yeah, that. I'm doing a doo 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 doo. I'm doing that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's a great song, you know. We because we didn't know which song because I know you played with Rod Stewart, Jeff Beck. I know yeah. you yeah. formed uh, uh-huh. another group, and we've got um, Rod Stewart's even song that you played on. Do you think I'm sexy? I well, didn't know that one I co-wrote. That one I co-wrote too. So. Yeah. yeah. Let's sexy, talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about that time. Let's talk about the um, Rod Stewart period and you co-writing some of this music that uh, he worked on. Well, I mean, the playing with Rod was amazing. I consider that mm-hmm. probably the most amazing part of my career, you know, because, wow, you know, every song we played, every album we put out, we knew we were going to sell at least, you know, four or five million copies around the world, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, with that being said, you know, it was, you created stuff and you were very, you know, like uh, careful on what you created and, and you, you wanted it to be the best it could be. And, you know, and playing to crowds, you know, all over the world of like, you know, a major city of like between 30 and 40, 50,000 people a night, you know, and sometimes we played like uh, stadiums and it was just an amazing time, you know, and Rod really was probably the best front man in the world at that time, you know, the great singer, uh-huh. greatest front man, greatest everything, you know. And I learned a lot from him because he was a great, you know, he knew what the hell he was doing, you know, uh-huh. in his business. Because it you know, not only been business, but image and, and everything else. Oh, you the know? image, was, totally the image, yeah. 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 I, I, I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you, Carmine, about the the Guitar wow. Zeus area. I know you like that album a lot, Guitar Zeus. Yeah, well, that was a whole different thing. But didn't you want to finish with Rod first? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry yeah, I would, lo- I would love to. Um, yeah, there's a little okay. delay, so I just wanted to announce that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, real quick. At the beginning of the show, if you want to listen to the show, on, uh, if you missed it at the beginning, it will be available on iTunes afterwards. And also on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And um, also, uh, Carmine, what is your website? Real quick, let's give that out, and then let's go back into the Rod Stewart stuff, because that's really interesting. Okay, my website is CarmineAppeace.com. Anyone that wants an autographed copy of the book can get it at that uh, at that location. And Carmine, awesome. you have a face, uh, Facebook site, too, right? Carmine at Peace <laughs> Yeah, himself. I have Facebook. He's on yeah, Facebook. Himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter at Carmine the Peace One. So I'm I'm okay. all over. I'm not on I'm not on Instagram. I just, you know, enough is not enough. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. No, yeah, I know. Enough, enough is enough. You know, it's like hard enough to keep up with the other two. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back to Rod. You know, I met him uh, met him quite a few years ago, and we've remained friends over the years. And he is a really he's a he's a true gentleman. Um, he is a true. You know, gentleman. when I met him. Yeah, yeah and, he was. Uh, he's always been a gentleman. He's always been a really yeah. nice guy, and mm-hmm. you know, to work with him was was great. You know, I always mm-hmm. say to work with him because ba- basically in those days when we were working with him, he was it was the band. It was his band. It wasn't like you know, it was Rod Stewart's band. Yeah. You know, like now, from what I understand, you know, it's just very it's much more difficult for him to deal with his band because he, he didn't handpick his band. Like now than he did back then. This was his first band after the faces, 
and he treated it like a band. We used to hang out together, party together, yeah. and do crazy things together. And he doesn't, from what I understand now, he doesn't do that with his bands. Really? Wow. No, yeah, yeah. not a, not now, as much. Now it's more, now it's more mm-hmm. as Rod Stewart and somebody tell me. I, I, I have a, a thing called the Rod Experience, which is got members of the Rod Stewart band in it, and, and this guy Paul Warren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that was in yeah. Rod for 14 years. He said now you need to, you know, they need to make appointments with Rod to talk to him on the phone and meet with him. You know, we never yeah. had to do that. You know. The music industry has changed a lot. Haven't you noticed that? It's oh, like my really God. different oh, now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's terrible now. It's terrible. The music, the but record industry is gone. It's different. For, totally for different. Rock, yeah. For all rock people. I mean, it's not gone for, for Beyonce and these rap guys, you know, but it's gone for most rock people. I mean, yeah. you know, even, you know, anybody that releases an album, you know, from the rock area, you never even know it's out. You never hear it on the yeah. radio. Nobody plays it. And it, you know, it might get to number one for a minute because it sold fifty thousand units the first week, but it doesn't sell millions like it used to. You know? Hey, well, uh, let me ask you said. a question. Let me ask you a question, uh, Carmine, about your band KGB because I knew I knew Bl- Mike Bloomfield years ago, and yeah. that must have been a, that must have been a great band, right? Rick Red. Well, it was, was a great band, but it was uh, it was weird. Mike Bloomfield was a weirdo, you know. Yeah. You read my book. I don't know if you read my book. Uh, I have stories yeah. about that in there, and you know he was very strange. I mean, you know <laughs> he went on. You know we were releasing the album, and he goes on to the New York Times. Uh, Robert Hilburn, biggest writer in the New York Times, and tells tells him that he never would have been in a band like this. It was all done by big management. He would never play with somebody like me and Rick Rich. You know. Wow. And wow. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. So after that he. After that, the the managers told him to leave the band, which he wow. did, and that was really the end. He's a great guitar player, and he, but you know, like we we couldn't do, we could not do the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could not do the band like in uh, in um, L.A. We couldn't record in L.A. because he couldn't sleep in L.A. Mm. Okay. Oh wow. So we had to re- Weird. So we had to record the tracks, and we had to record the tracks, particularly. Um, send him the tracks or take the tracks up there and he recorded in San Francisco. You know, wow. uh, it was just a very strange situation. So uh, that band, that band was one of the bands I I look at in my career that was a failure. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, nothing's a failure. You did, you did, you've done some amazing things. I mean, oh my god, you played. Oh, no, no, oh, that one, yeah, but uh, that, that one. That one was, I considered a failure. That one anyway. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. Hey, hey, Carmine, <clears throat> yeah. really quickly, are you on your cell phone? I am. Okay, are you moving around a lot, sweetheart? Uh, <laughs> I was, funny. I was, I, but now I ain't. I'm now, yeah. now I'm laying down. Oh, good. Yeah, space, I'm laying space, down. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sounded like you were underwater there for a few minutes, but for everyone listening, <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, it's cool. You're swimming. You're swimming with the yeah, tide, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. You know? Hey, Carmine, let me ask you a question. You were really close with Buddy Rich. I love that in the book. You had a great relationship yeah. with him, right? I did, yeah. It just happened by accident, really. Uh, you're breaking up a little more, Carmine. 
Oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm st- I'm not doing anything. That's the connection. You're not I'm doing sorry. anything. Listen to him. I'm not doing anything. Okay. All right. Yeah, the connection. Yes. Uh, yeah, buddy. Buddy was like my idol. And, uh, you know, like uh, many, many times. One time I saw him when I met him. I thought he was mad at me. I ended up smoking a joint with him and. Uh, we ended up being friends after that. I mean, That's great. He came to judge. He, he came to judge my drum offs. You know, the, the guitar center drum offs that happened now was something that I started. And I did five years of it and the idea from me. You know, oh, and wow. uh, and Buddy was uh, a judge and played on, on the second one. Which oh, we wow. had about uh, 10,000 people in the park. It was unbelievable. Wow. You know? That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, with all the people that you have played with, I mean, you played with Ozzy Osbourne, Ted Nugent, you know, you guys formed King Cobra, you know, you played on Pink Floyd's Momentary Lapse. I mean, with all the different people that you've worked with, I know that you were very passionate about Rod, and you said that was probably the best time in your life, but tell me about some of these other people that you've played with and and what experiences you had and how you how it really felt for you and what really stuck with you well i mean you know vanilla fudge was was big in its day and you know it was the first band it was it was sort of like amazing you know all of a sudden becoming famous you know and being on the Uh sullivan show two times and having led zeppelin and deep purple and three dog night and creedence clearwater and alice cooper and all these people open it up for us, and there's probably more than that. You know, Jimmy and, Hendrix, uh, yeah. Well, Jimmy Hendrix didn't open for us. We sort of were um, special we're guests on, tour on Hendrix's them. tours. Yeah, but we were on yeah. tour together. We went on just before him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wow. We were, you know, we were big. We were selling out 10,000 seat venues when you know 10,000 seat venues were were that was a big venue at the time. <laughs> you know, and. And basically, uh, that was great fun. You know, it was awesome. And then when we went to Cactus, Cactus wasn't as big as Vanilla Fudge, but we we left a a definite uh, mark on the music business that influenced people like Van Halen and uh, ACDC and a few other people, you know. And and then working with Beck was great, but Beck was very difficult to work with because he he was Uh very, uh, you know, never could make up his mind about anything. and. Wow. One time he left the tour in the mid tour and left everybody stranded. Wow. You know, wow. It, was, it was a bit of a difficult guy to work with, you know, but I loved him as a brother. Uh-huh. I tried to work with him again after BBA worked, mm-hmm. uh, finished and, and I got screwed on that deal. Then I worked with him again uh-huh. with, uh, people get ready with Rod, you know, and, uh, I got sort of screwed on that deal. And then, okay. you know, so it seems every time I work with Jeff, I sort of got screwed, but we've, we ended up still being friends. I mean, uh, even though the, he never communicates with anybody, you know, yeah. not, uh-huh. not me anyway. So, you know, so, but it was a great experience playing with that trio because that trio was a, was a, a trend setting thing, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then we went to Rod. Rod told me not to break up Cactus and go with Jeff originally. And I didn't listen to him. And, um, but the time <laughs> arrived was seven years. It was the longest I'd been with anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was great. And I you went you wrote cats. a really funny thing in your book, uh, uh, Carmine, about the... Hold on, the... Spence. 
Yeah, but he was, but, he was still talking. Hold on. No, 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 I, was just, you know, I, was, I was just saying uh, Ted Nugent uh, only lasted a year, but that was fun. Oh, wow. and everything everything I did was good. And Ozzy only lasted nine months. And that was fun. She only fired me, you know. But she yeah. fired me for the very reason they fired me. Because I had a big name and I had a you know, big presence. And I was on my own showmanship and all that stuff. And then it was because of all that that they fired me. You know? Yeah. So it was kind uh-huh. of crazy. And then, uh, you know, I did a couple after that. And I was fairly successful. And then, uh, Blue Murder was probably the last thing that I recorded with a, a band of my own that was really, you know, uh, critics loved it and the audiences loved it. And it came out the wrong right at the edge of the beginning of the era. So it was kind of weird. How so was the really guitar? Uh-huh. How was that? You, you were very uh, involved with Guitar Zeus. You said you liked that in the book a lot. That um... well, Guitar Zeus, something I created. It was a, what I called my aha moment. I said, "Aha, that's a good idea." You know? <laughs> and then I had to go after it, and I put it together. It took me two years to get it all going. I did one, uh, a couple of gigs with it. One was at the Nam Show, and a couple other gigs in, in Japan. But the album uh-huh. launched a couple of. Other, you know, like a series that had Guitar Zeus 1, Guitar Zeus 2, and I did a Guitar Zeus uh, Japan, I did Guitar Zeus Korea. You know, so it, launched, it launched a series of Guitar Zeus records. That's and you had some really great musicians you know, on there. You had Brian May, Ted Nugent, blah, 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 right? Richie Sambora. Yeah, I, had, I tried to get as many great guitarists. I were friends that wanted to play on it, and it was basically like a Carmine solo album. And yeah. the idea was a, a drummer doing a solo album with guitar players, you know. Right. And, uh, oh, you know what? Great I, forgot, I forgot what? to announce the phone number. I'm sorry at the beginning. There was somebody that wants to call in that wants to talk to you. Mm. The phone number to call in. I'm so sorry. Oh. I totally spaced because this is like, <laughs> um, okay, the phone number is 347-677-1036 if you want to call in. And I know there's someone there waiting for that. So call in. Um, okay. We got Carmine. And again, uh, I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I just forgot. No problem. Totally you, need forgot phone about that. you need the phone numbers. And, uh, uh, yeah, my no. girlfriend's and a radio talk show host, and I know she's always I blabbing know. out. The I know. And, you know, I always have to do that. But you know what really impresses me, Carmine, is you um, – Creating, you you were the first to legitimize rock drumming with your landmark book, The Realistic Rock Drum Method, and that you go around and you teach, um, you do symposiums, correct? I, I've done that, yeah. And of, of later times, they they don't do a lot of symposiums or clinics anymore because the internet killed that. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I still do some, you know, clinics now and again. And, uh, I've done some online clinics. But that whole, that whole part of my career and most most drummers and most musicians' career is it's gotten a lot See, less than it was because of the internet. You know, oh, really? There's, of, that, yeah. there's that phone call coming in that I told you that he was waiting for me to give that number out. Hold on a minute. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, You're hey. on the air. Hey, hey, hey. It's Holly and Spencer and Carmine. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, barely, yeah. I'm near too much traffic. 
Who is this? Yeah, hold on, hold on a second. I'm going to move here a little bit, make it a little bit easier. Can you hear me? I yeah. can hear you. <laughs> I wish you. I wish I could hear you better. Uh, can you hear me? Hi, Holly. So who, so who is this calling in? Yeah, this is Joe. Hi, Holly. Hey, and Spencer's here, too. <laughs> and Carmine. Hey, hey. I just called in real quick. Carmine, he took some amazing pictures of you um, just recently. Who did? This gel. Oh, okay. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, you. I was at the Sheen Center, and um, some of the kids that you've been at with, at the cutting room uh, and at the reading with Mark Hudson. Um, oh, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if you call us that. Uh reason from North Carolina, but uh yeah, there's up in New York at times if you want to call it that. Uh okay. I just yeah, I just decided just to call in and say hello and uh it's um it's quite a treat and an honor just to I mean, you've got some you know, a very illustrious career and it's uh it's quite an honor to know you and to to work with you and get just some great shots of you. And um, for uh, your, you know, you got a quite a, a legendary career. They have all the people that you know, and um, just keep up the keep up the good work. And besides, that's one of the most nicest guys I know. Oh, well, thank you. And, uh, Aww, that, was good, that was a good night. Both those nights, no, uh, the cutting room of, and, and the radio yeah, was really good. The, out of uh, out of some of the musicians that I have met in the last, let's just say three or four years, where some of them are like, I'll call them on the, I'll call them like the celebrity status type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It, uh, I, I've been quite impressed at a lot of them that, despite the fact that they could have, with uh, you know maybe an ego or something like that, um, most of these guys that I know, especially ones I'm really big fans of and have admired for a long time, they're the exact opposite. They're very approachable, they're very nice, they're very humble down to earth, and I go, whoa, this, uh-huh. is, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so, you should have uh, met me 40 years ago. You wouldn't have said that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, there's a storm brewing here where I'm at, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the phone real quick. Come on, what I wanted to let you know is that uh, – this weekend, I'm going to be working on all of your shots to send them to his uh, Leslie so that you can forward them to you so you can check them all out. You got it, man. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, hey, have great a good weekend. Hey, right, thank thanks, you Holly. for calling in, sweetie. And right. um, I'll, be calling you, I'll be calling you this week, and we'll uh, set up a time to do a show with you. Yeah, this, this okay. should be interesting. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll, okay. I'll talk to you. Have a good weekend. All right. Take care. Who's moving something around? Sounds like cassette tapes or something. What are you doing, Spence? Not me. It's Carmine. Carmine, what are you doing? Not doing anything. I'm still laying here. Somebody's moving something around. Anyway, listen, you know, I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, we got we got gremlins. Hey Carmine, wait a minute, Holly. Let me. I gotta Carmine tell. Tell us, uh, I saw you at the cutting room. That was a fantastic show, by the way. And yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. 
Yeah, you told, tell us a story about your mother and John Lennon. That was a funny story. Oh, that story? Well, yeah. my, my brother Vinny uh, ended up playing on uh, John Lennon's song, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, right? Yeah. So, so he basically asked John Lennon, hey, John, do you like Italian food? And, and he said, yeah, I love Italian food. So, so he said, well, how about if I get my mother to make you some Italian <laughs> food? Because she made... Yeah, she made Italian food for Rod Stewart, for Jeff Beck, you know, all the guys I played, Rick Derringer, who Vinny played with, you know. And he said, yeah, okay, that'd be great. So so they did that. So Vinny brings the, the food to John Lennon, you know, and uh, John Lennon takes it. And, and so, you know, he never heard back from it, you know. So it was like one of those days <laughs> where Vinny, Vinny never heard back from John Lennon about the food, so. It was no big deal, but then when I played Madison Square Garden with Rod Stewart, we ended up uh, having a party at the end, and who came to the party was John Lennon, you know? So, so my mother came to the party because, you know, she was at the gig at Madison Square Garden that night. So yeah. she goes, hey, is that John uh, Is that John Lennon over there? I go, yeah, it is. Why? Because, you know, I made lasagna for him, and I never found out if he liked it or not. I said, oh. So she goes, let's go over and ask him. So I said, okay, let's go over and ask him. So I had met John that day, you know, with uh, with Rod at the at the garden, and I said, hey, uh, John. So this is my mother. She said she made lasagna for you. You remember? And she goes, oh yeah, your Vinny, your brother Vinny gave it to me. I said, yeah, he did. So um, so my mother goes, so how did you like it? He goes, oh, I loved it. It was delicious, you know. So my mother says, can I have my pan back? You got to She gave him the old Italian pan that had, you know, <laughs> the Italian pan that we use in our family for all the all food, you know. And, you know, she didn't have it anymore. So that was so funny. And I felt a little bit embarrassed. You know, but you know what? We still never got the pan back, and then he got killed, and that was the end of it. You know? Uh, you know, Carmine, you brought up family, and that's what I was where I was going. You mentioned your brother's a musician too. Um, how did you decide that you wanted to play drums? And uh, tell me about your family and who else is uh, musicians in your family? Now it was well, grown up. It was all it was all about drums. I mean, my family has seven drummers. On my father's side in the family. Wow. Oh wow. So that's incredible. Yes, I used to go to my cousin Joey's house. When I went to his house, I I kind of uh, you know started banging on his drums and uh, and then I go home and I bang on pots and pans and then little by little, my parents realized that I had uh, you know the wanting to play drums. So so we got a, a toy drum set and I broke those and then. For Christmas and my birthday, which are close, they got me a, a $50 drum set back in those days. $50 was expensive, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, then I, that was it. You know, then after me was my it was my cousin Joey, then my cousin Frankie, then my cousin Tommy, and we all played drums. And my brother started playing, you know, and then uh, my cousin Frankie's brother started playing. So before we know it, we had all these drummers going on you know, wow. in the family. You know, some of them are still playing. Frankie's still playing. 
my cousin Frank and my cousin Tommy, they're still playing. You know, Vinny's playing, I'm playing. And now my son even plays, even though he never took lessons. But he, he uh, you know, he's a great, he's got a great talent for it. But, you know, when you miss him when you're playing drums at any instrument, you have to have the talent and you have to have the passion. Passion's the key word because the passion is what keeps you practicing and stuff, you know. Uh-huh. If you don't have, if you don't have the passion, you you never do any practicing. That's, that's right. What happened to my with my son, yeah. and he doesn't have the passion. So we uh-huh. after we we heard that he, you know we heard him playing one time. Me and my brother did it. We said, "Wow, I didn't know he can do that." And I said, "Yeah, I didn't know he can do that either." You know. Mm-hmm. So we gave him we gave him uh, some material to practice, and I left the drum set down in the uh, garage. You know. Mm-hmm. And what happened was nothing. <laughs> he never practiced. You know? So I said, well, you got the talent, but without the passion, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't happen. Well, that's, that's true. true. Uh-huh. That's true. Hey, tell us about the story with George Harrison coming into Electric Lady Studio. You were like, that was a big thing, right? Yeah, but it wasn't that, you know, it was a big thing, but it was sort of quick. He came in, you know, and he, and he asked the band, you know, what's the name of the band? You know, and Jim McCarty, who was <laughs> who was our guitar player, said, "Hi, I'm Jim McCarty," because he was so freaked to see, you know, to see him. George. And, yeah. And then I went up to him and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, um, the name of the band Cactus. I'm Carmine. Blah blah blah." But even more important story was when he he used to carry around the Vanilla Fudge first album. Wow. Under his arm, everywhere he went in London. Unbelievable! And I always heard that. I always heard that as a as a rumor, and I never really confirmed it until I met Paul McCartney. And mm-hmm. Paul McCartney wow. told me it was true, and I said, "Wow, that's so cool." Yeah. So, anyway, so that's uh, a bit more of an important. No, that's that's pretty awesome. You know, I met awesome. John Lennon. I met Paul. I met John. I met Paul. But, and I met George, but I never met Ringo. Isn't that funny? Right. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and he's he's an interesting character. You know, I've had Nancy Lee Andrews on my show a few times, and she was the one that was with him for quite a few long time, and she co-wrote Last Breezes with him that song, and also uh, oh yeah, photo did some photo um, books on Ringo, and yeah. uh, you know. She says he's a trip, man. He's just a big trip, and uh, it's pretty interesting. He's a bit of a trip, trippy guy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. We did a we did a Punk Globe interview on Zach Starkey, Carmine, and I met Zach. Mm. He's Uh he's an incredible drummer. I mean, amazing drummer. He's very close to what Pete Moon was to the Who. Uh huh. Yeah, more than you know, all the guys that different guys that play with the Who, Kenny Jones, Simon Phillips. He fills in the best for Keith Moon of anybody. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah I met. I met him. I met him. I think he went through my book actually. Wow. Uh, if I remember right, but uh, I know he was. When I met him, he was. Uh, he told me he was like a fan of mine. I, I told him I loved with the way he played, the way he did. He played with the Who. And he, he was like very, very thankful and very well. Thank you, man, very much. You know, humble and all that. Nice kid. Nice kid. And you, and you know something, Carmine? Something interesting. I know Coffee Baker, the son of Ginger Baker. He's also a great drummer. 
Yeah, I just we just did a gig with him with Drum Wars, and uh, his oh, father was Great. supposed to be. Yeah, his father was supposed to be on the show, but I don't know if you know, but he just had open heart surgery. He's, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the doctor told him not to play anymore until until oh, he wow. fixes his heart. And, oh wow! Uh, so they were looking for somebody else to put in, so they put in Coffee. And uh, I've seen him play before, and I met him before. My brother played a tour with him when he mm-hmm. was an opening band for something. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but we had a good time. We went up, we, we exchanged fours, and he played really good. Very much right. in, the, in the style of his father. You know? Right. Exactly right, yeah. Yeah. You know, what kind of music are you listening to today, Carmine? Good question. Good question. Uh, I don't, I listen to a lot of old stuff. You know, I listen to, like, when I'm listening to serious radio, I listen to Soul Town. I listen to. You know, sixty uh-huh. uh, six six on sixties and seven on seventies and deep cuts and all that stuff. Because really, you know, there's not a lot of music that I care for today. You know, I like some a couple of a few tracks by Bruno Mars is all right, is good. You know, but really yeah, no, of, totally on that. You know, one. I don't, yep. I don't hear anything, you know, that really turns me on with bands because you know, first of all. I don't get to hear new bands. You turn on yeah. the radio, you don't hear anything new. Right. You know? So uh, that's uh, I don't have time to sit around and explore the internet to look for new bands. You know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and I just listen to whatever I listen to, you know, and got some Aerosmith, you know, just different things like that, you know. I thought there was a oh, really no, totally. great, I, there's a really great quote on the back of your uh, book by Marky Ramon, who's a friend of mine, and Holly and I know. Right. Him. And he writes, Carmine was the first everyone borrowed from him, John Bonham for one, and every other drummer around the, who started using double bass drums, along with Ginger Baker and Keith Moon. He is a drum royalty. In other words, he helped pave the way. I thought it was an incredible quote. And tell us about the bass. Yeah, the double bass drum. Tell us about the influence of that, how you use it. Well, that. I always wanted to have double bass drum, and uh, Louis Belson was a jazz drummer to have double bass drum. And I always wanted to have one, but when I was younger, I couldn't get a double bass for two reasons. I couldn't afford it. And and I also did singing. It was very hard to, to, to put a mic there when you had another bass drum. So mm-hmm. not until I could afford another bass drum and or another um, mic stand that has a boom to it. I couldn't really uh, afford a double bass drum. So I got, after Vanilla Fudge did three albums, uh, I got an endorsement by Ludwig Drum Company, and I, I finally decided, well, maybe I should you know, get the double bass drum now. Wow. That's amazing. You know, um, you know, with all the different things, I mean, who were your mentors, really, when you were growing up? Like, with, like who did you look up to with your music? We lost him. Oh, it's a good ah, question, Holly. Good question. He'll call. He'll call. Yeah, he'll call back in. I'm sure he'll call back in. Carmine, call back in. <laughs> um, you know, this is a really good time for us to talk about. Um, this coming week, we have a um, special show. We're going to be doing um, on. Uh, a play that's going on right now in L.A. It's uh, actually a parody on 
the Ramones uh, album, Four Chords and a Gun. Um, and that's what the uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's going on. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull everything up right now. For some reason, I don't know what's going on. The internet's um, going really, really, really slow right now. But they are pl- the play's going on right now in LA. And uh, Carmine, if you got this message, call us back. Call in number three four seven six seven seven one three six or do you want to call him back, call him, or email him? Uh, I just, I'm forward? just emailing him right now, Hal. That's the best I can do. Are I you? Don't have, um, uh, he's, oh, I have his number here. Um, I guess I can, let me see if I can call him. Hold on a second. Okay. Hold on, let me see if it'll let me call him. Hold on a minute. You know, five. Mm-hmm. Maybe his phone died. Yeah, that I'm could calling be. him. Hold on. There he is. Wait, hold on. I think I think I'm getting him. Good. Hold on a minute. Uh, we're calling out. In mean in the meantime, if you missed this show at the beginning of the show, you can listen to it again afterwards on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, On Demand, or on iTunes. Um, I'm refreshing everything right now. Um, hopefully, okay. you'll come back up. I just yeah, but emailed. meanwhile, this show will be available again. Like I said, oh, wait, there it goes. All right. Hopefully, I get it Hello. now. Hi, Carl. Are you Hello. there? There yeah, you are. Yeah, but I don't know what happened. I was talking, and then all you, you guys went away. But you know what? I got to, like, go in about... Uh, Five minutes, less than five minutes, so we have a sound check oh, to no, go to. Oh, no, that's cool. Oh, do that's it, cool. do it, okay, man. So wait, wait. So then tell us, what are you currently working on? What What are you play, playing tonight? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're playing tonight playing tonight in Wendover, Nevada, at a casino with Vanilla Fudge and Blue Ice to Call. Great. Oh, my right. God. So, yeah, <laughs> what, so a great, what a great, yeah, it's a great bill. It is. it is a great bill. Uh, when we play gigs with them, it always goes really well, and and they're, they're all friends of ours from Long Island. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna uh, we're gonna go down and get our sound check. Uh, I have to leave in uh, 15 minutes, so I got to get ready to do that. Okay, yeah, do your no, thing, no, man. that's fine. Okay. So we have. Yep. All right, great. We, I'm gonna. I have um, two other songs in the uh studio that's our days or night and also uh rod stewart do you think i'm sexy i think we should end okay. with do you think i'm sexy yeah we'll do that we'll with we'll that. that but but meanwhile okay. um what i yeah well i love i love that track it. i love days or nights with uh, that's ted nugent on guitar from my guitar's record oh well then i'll awesome. play days or night i'll play both because we have time i'll play both yeah. how's that you're playing so both you i think you'll enjoy it okay oh thanks I a lot carmine you have a good gig, man. Have a good gig. And have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Take care. All right, both you guys. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, so bye. I wanted to say, so I wanted <laughs> to say to everybody, um, I know he's so cute. Um, what I wanted to say to everybody was, um, again, if you missed the beginning of the show, um, it will be available on iTunes. And um, I wanted to introduce... Spencer, my co-host, who um, actually um, went and saw Carmine and brought Carmine onto the show. I wanted to thank you for that. And uh, 
Oh, thanks, so, Paul. why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and uh, a little bit about what you do? Well, besides being on this wonderful radio show, I look forward to with Holly. <laughs> Um, I've, uh, I have major album covers with Judith Salavis, my partner in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and in the MoMA Permanent Collection. And right now, my Road to Ruin and End of the Century album covers of the Ramones are in a Ramones show. They're now at the Queens Museum and then going to the Grammy Museum. And hopefully we'll have the curator of the Grant. We had Mark H. Miller on an amazing show that we both, Holly and yeah. I, did which, of course, the Queen's Museum shared. They loved it so much. And we're hoping to have the Grammy Museum curator on, too, later, somewhere yeah. before that show in September. So I'm sort of trying to get that together. But otherwise, that's my background, and um, I enjoy it, especially being on the show with Holly. Love it. Oh, no, and meanwhile, oh, thank you. And then, you know what's really cool is um, the show that's coming up, I'm, I'm trying. My The Internet is, like, la- laggy. Yeah, wacko, right? wacko today. Now. It's really, really weird. Um, what I want, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised because there's just so much going on right now. Um, what I wanted to say was, though, really quickly to everybody was, um, I'm trying to get all the information right now. Your uh, show coming up on Wednesday, right? Your yeah. Um, oh. Hold on, I'm getting it all up right now. And actually, we're going to be, we'll be announcing it. So all you need to do is look for that because it'll be announced on. Uh, Facebook and on Twitter and pretty much everywhere will be announcing the show. And it will be this coming Wednesday, and it's for the ongoing play that is centered around the album that you worked on, that you, that you actually created yeah, the artwork along with John Holstrom. quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Looking so forward. It should be a great will, show Wednesday, Holly. You got a good show will together. be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I don't know why. For some reason, it's like lagging out on my end oh, here. But the play is written by um, John um, John Bowie. Well, but but I think he pronounces his last name Bowie. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he is a pretty well known uh, actor. And then there's also. Brian, who is working with him on this, so Brian has my information, and we're really excited about having them on. So this coming Wednesday, we'll be Mm -hmm. talking to both of them about this play that is going on in L.A., and we'll be giving out the venue information and all that stuff. And super excited about all of it going on because there's just so much happening. Yeah, and you know... um, before we go into the music and we end the show today, since it's Friday, I, I want to address something here. I want to say to everyone out there to just be safe. Um, please don't drink and drive. And uh, just be really aware of your surroundings and everything right now because there's just so much going on. And, you know, I don't really want to get into anything negative, but um, lots of lots of things happening. And uh, yeah, let's just stay. Let's just stay really in the moment and um, try to focus on the good things right now because there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff going on. A lot of chaos going on, going on Holly. Right? A lot yeah. Of chaos. Yeah, and it was really weird. I was out, and I mean, who would think? You know, in my town, everywhere mm-hmm. I went, 
you know, first of all, yep. all the flags are flying half mast, oh. and uh, mm. and then also about every other mile or so, there's a sheriff's um, SUV or CHP and or um, the I think I think the feds have come in. They've got some black. SUVs in my area, so I think they're really watching a lot of things that are going on right now in the area, and um, I I, I promise you nothing's going to happen in the area I'm in. (laughs) Well, let's hope nothing's going to happen in the area. No, 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 we don't want that. We don't want that. Be dancing naked in the vineyards, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but that's a. I could picture you with your angel wings dancing naked in the yeah. movies. I could picture you with your angel wings. Would, you have to have your angel wings. That would be funny. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a lot of... <laughs> I have to stop laughing on that one. Yeah, oh, my one. God. That is so funny. That is great. But, that is um, great. i got to tell you, it's a great one. <laughs> I don't know where that even came from. I don't even know. That's a good but one, you know Holly. That's a good one. That's a definitely good one. <laughs> it really is. Let's play um, a, a song that's really appropriate for that. And, uh, Wood we'll Nymphs in the Forest. How about that song? Wood Nymphs in the Forest. <laughs> yeah. We'll see everybody Wednesday, but here's a song in regards to dancing naked in the vineyard. <laughs> yeah, Midsummer's Night Dream, Holly. Midsummer's Night Dream.
I don't know about any of you listening, but I think that's such an amazing rendition of that song. And uh, it's too bad that I'm here by myself. Everybody deserted me on the air, and I'm going to have to get with Carmine and find out what album that's on. I, I know it's probably pretty, pretty list, it's listed, but um, that's a that's a really cool version of that song, because I'm so used to hearing Rod Stewart singing it. So we are now going to play, I'm going to now play Days or Night, and uh, that's the one that he played with Ted Nugent, and we're going to play that, and with that, I'm going to end the show, and again, make sure to check us out next Wednesday. And then next Friday, we have an amazing guest um, that we will be announcing, a surprise guest. And um, let's see. Again, it's Friday, and just try to be safe wherever you are. And with that, I'm going to end the show and say days or night. There you guys go. Rock out. Mm-hmm.